0: Chapter three, the letter. Usually Nellie loved bedtime at Uncle Garden and Aunt Cornelia's house. Every night after Uncle Garden and Aunt Cornelia had come in to wish them sweet dreams, Nellie and Samantha would whisper and giggle and talk about the day. Sometimes Nellie did the fluttery arm dance on their bed and Samantha laughed so hard that she had to bury her face in her pillow. Other times, Samantha and Nellie had so much on their minds and talked so long that Uncle Guard had to come remind them that it was time to go to sleep. More than once, when this had happened, Uncle Guard had become caught up in their conversations. Then Aunt Cornelia had to come find him and remind him that it was time for bed. But the night of their visit to the settlement house, Samantha curled up with her back to Nellie as soon as Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia turned off the light and left. Outside, a mournful wind blew. It rattled the windows as if it were trying to get in. Nellie almost wished the wind would whoosh through their room. Maybe it could blow away the heavy silence between Samantha and her. Finally, Nellie sat up, sat up in bed, and whispered, "Samantha." "Yes," Samantha answered, so softly that Nellie could hardly hear her over the wind. Nellie asked, "Our trip to the settlement house upset you, didn't it?" "Yes," said Samantha. "I don't want to talk about it." Her voice sounded as if she was struggling not to cry. "'Oh, Samantha,' Nellie pleaded, "'we've always been able to talk about everything before. "'Please, you've got to tell me what's made you so upset.' Samantha sat up in bed and hugged her knees to her chest. Nellie waited for her to speak. When she did, Nellie was shocked. She had never heard Samantha's voice so angry. "'The truth is,' Samantha said, that I hated. But Samantha didn't finish her sentence because just then the door burst open and two small white figures flew through the air, bounced onto the bed, and hid under the covers. The wind is scaring us, Bridget's muffled voice wailed. It's moaning. We don't like it, said Jenny. Can we stay here with you, Samantha? Of course, said Samantha. All the anger in her voice was replaced by gentleness, indulgence, and love. After a tremendous amount of wiggling and giggling and many complaints about who had cold feet and who was hogging the pillows, Jenny and Bridget settled down to sleep. Nellie and Samantha could not continue their conversation about the settlement house and risk awakening the little girls. Anyway, It was clear to Nellie that Samantha truly did not want to talk about what was troubling her. Nellie was awake for a long time that night, worrying and listening to the wind howl. Always before, through good times and terrible times, the one thing that Nellie had been sure of was Samantha's friendship. And now it seemed as if that friendship was in danger. Partly, it was Uncle Mike's fault Nellie had always told Samantha everything before. The scary secret about Uncle Mike's reappearance was a wedge that separated her from Samantha. And now today, the separation had grown wider because of their visit to the settlement house. Of course, Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia meant well, but Nellie wished that they had not praised her so much. Samantha must have thought that Nellie was showing off, trying to push herself between Samantha and Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia. Nellie completely understood how even the very best and kindest of friends, which Samantha was, would resent that. Nellie tossed and turned, sleepless and miserable. With all her heart, Nellie wanted to make things right again between herself and Samantha. She just did not know how. The next day, the sky was high and blue and fresh and clear. All traces of the sleet had disappeared. It was Saturday, so Uncle Gar did not have to go to his law office. At breakfast, he announced, It's a perfect day for a ride in my new motor car. Who'd like to come? Bridget and Jenny burst with enthusiasm. Oh, please, I would, said Jenny. Me too, me too, said Bridget. "'I think I'll say no thank you, dear,' Aunt Cornelia said to Uncle Gard. "'But Samantha and Nellie, you two should go. "'The fresh air will do you good. "'You look peaked, both of you. "'You were probably up too late talking again, as usual.' Nellie did not meet Samantha's eyes. "'Unfortunately, Bridget and Jenny demanded everyone's full attention. "'They bounced out of their seats, darted off, "'and returned with their coats and Nellie's and Samantha's, too.' The big girls had to help the little girls put on their coats and button them up before they put on their own. All the while, Bridget and Jenny were so giddy and gleeful that their chatter covered up the silence between Nellie and Samantha. When all four were ready to go, they skittered out the front door and climbed into Uncle Guard's motor car. Uncle Guard cranked the engine. Here we go, he shouted as he got in and sat behind the wheel. "'Hooray!' shouted the little girls. The engine sputtered, spewed smoke, and stopped. Hmm, Uncle Guard climbed out, cranked the engine again, and climbed back into his seat. "'Here we go again!' he shouted. "'Hooray!' cheered the little girls. The engine sputtered, spewed, and stopped again. (sighs) Uncle Guard sighed. He climbed out of the motor car lifted the hood over the engine and stared at it with his hands on his hips. Bridget and Jenny sat still for a while, but soon grew restless. They climbed over into the front seat and both held onto the steering wheel, pretending to drive. Nellie and Samantha got out of the car and went to stand next to Uncle Gard. Nellie's father had been a driver, and Nellie had spent many happy hours with him, watching him tinker with motor cars. Her father had enjoyed showing her how motor car engines worked. "'What's the trouble this time?' Uncle Gard muttered, mostly to himself. Nellie spoke up timidly. "Hmm, "'It sounded like the carburetor to me,' she said. "'Do you mind if I take a look?' Uncle Gard threw back his head and laughed with delight. "'By all means,' he said. "'You're quite a girl, Nellie. "'What would I do without you?' Nellie smiled rather weakly at Uncle Gard, and she glanced at Samantha to see if, once again, Uncle Gard's praise had upset her. But Samantha had already turned away, so Nellie could not see her face. Samantha, called Bridget, get back in. We'll be your drivers. Where do you want to go? Drive me to Mount Bedford, please, said Samantha, playing along with Bridget and Jenny. Yes, ma'am, the two little girls replied, delighted. Brid- bridget and jenny made engine noises and honking noises as they pretended to be driving they bounced on the seats so wildly that the whole motor car shook and the hood wobbled over uncle guards and Nellie's heads bridget and jenny said Nellie, please stop bouncing bridget and jenny stopped for a moment but only a moment and in no time they were bouncing more than ever then Bridget honked the horn by mistake, which threw both little girls into gales of laughter. Girls, scolded Nellie, annoyed. Will you stop your nonsense, please? Nellie, you're such a spoil sport, grumbled Bridget. You are no fun, added Jenny. Come on, Bridget and Jenny, said Samantha. Let's go inside. The three of us can have more fun there. Uncle Gard and Nellie don't want us around here. "'All right,' said Bridget and Jenny agreeably. Immediately, they clambered out of the motor car. Nellie poked her head out from under the hood. She watched Bridget, Jenny, and Samantha go inside, laughing and chatting. Nellie had the same funny left-out feeling she had had at dinner the night before. "'Bridget, Jenny, and Samantha,' Uncle Gard said with a smile, "'the Gleesome Threesome.'" All of a sudden, Nellie felt hurt. Bridget and Jenny liked being with Samantha more than they liked being with her. Now it was Nellie's turn to feel jealous. A few weeks later, on a balmy spring afternoon, Nellie heard Aunt Cornelia calling to her. Nellie, dear girl, the cab is here. And Aunt Cornelia said it's time to go. Coming, Nellie answered. She clattered down the stairs, grabbed her coat and hat, and followed Aunt Cornelia to the horse-drawn cab that was waiting outside. Aunt Cornelia smiled at Nellie when they were settled inside the cab. "'Thank you for coming with me to the settlement house, dear,' she said. "'I do appreciate it.' Nellie smiled. "'Oh, I love going with you,' she said truthfully. The settlement house was the one place Nellie felt truly comfortable and useful." She went with Aunt Cornelia twice a week to the settlement house now, usually after school. Samantha always chose to stay at home with the two little girls. That meant that Bridget, Jenny, and Samantha spent more time and more time together without Nellie. And Nellie and Aunt Cornelia spent more and more time together without Samantha. It seemed that as as the weather grew warmer, Nellie and Samantha's friendship grew cooler. It hurt Nellie's heart, but she did not know what to do. Though she did not mean to, she seemed to damage her friendship with Samantha more with each passing day. Nellie knew Samantha could see how impatient she was at school with the classes that weren't preparing her to support Bridget and Jenny if they had to live with Uncle Mike. At home, Samantha was always leaving Nellie alone with Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia, as if it was too hurtful to Samantha to be with the three of them. And whenever Nellie tried to help Samantha care for Bridget and Jenny, Samantha shooed her away. Just the other morning, Jenny was crying because she missed ma'am. Samantha immediately gathered Jenny into her arms and murmured comforting words to her. "'Nellie felt neither needed nor wanted. "'Oh, it was all such a sorry tangle. "'Maybe we never should have come to live with Uncle Gard "'and Aunt Cornelia,' thought Nellie. "'If I had known how it would damage my friendship with Samantha, "'I wouldn't have. "'Maybe it would be better if I left.' "'Miss Brennan met Nellie and Aunt Cornelia "'at the door of the settlement house.' "'Miss Brennan threw her arms open wide. "'My two favorite helpers,' she said. "'Good afternoon,' said Nellie and Aunt Cornelia. "'They spoke at the same time, then laughed at themselves. "'You had better hurry along, Mrs. Edwards,' "'said Miss Brennan in her brisk, bossy, cheerful way. "'They're waiting for you in the cooking class.' "'Miss Brennan put her hand on Nellie's shoulder. "'I'm going to borrow Nellie for a while, if you don't mind.' I promised her a chat and a cup of tea, and it's high time I kept that promise. Miss Brennan smiled sheepishly. Also, the clock in my office has stopped, and I need help of Miss Nellie O'Malley all mended to fix it, she said. Very well, said Aunt Cornelia with a great good humor. I'll do the best I can without Nellie to translate for me. Miss Brennan led Nellie to her office. Nellie fixed the clock which really just needed to be wound and oiled. And then Miss Brennan poured them each a cup of tea. So then, she said, I know that a great many things have changed in your life, but I hope you still like shortbread cookies. Nellie laughed. Yes, I still do, she said. Miss Brennan sat down and sighed. Oh, it feels good to sit down, she said. I'm that busy, but as my grandmother used to say... We're blessed with work, and I do feel blessed to have this job. Nellie sat forward. I- I've been wanting to ask you, how did you get this job? She asked earnestly. Did you have to go to a special school to be trained for it? Well, I was trained to be a teacher, said Miss Brennan. My parents died when I was young, like you. When I was about your age, I went to a boarding school in Boston on Beacon Street. It is called the Clark School, and there were lots of Irish girls there, just like me, and we were eager to be teachers instead of maids or factory workers, as our parents had been. I studied very hard, and I was very happy at Clark School. She looked at Nellie with an interested expression. And are you happy at the fine school you're going to now, Nellie? she asked. Nellie took a deep breath. No, she said. I am not. Miss Brennan sat back. I think you had better tell me all about that, she said. I feel very ungrateful, said Nellie, but I don't think the school Samantha and I go to is right for me. It's not preparing me to get a real job, one where I'd earn money to take care of Bridget and Jenny the way I promised my mother I would. And I'm going to need a real job because, well... Nellie hesitated, and then she told Miss Brennan the truth. You see, I haven't told anyone, but, but I ran into Uncle Mike on the street a while ago, and he threatened to come and take my sisters and me away from Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia and make us work in the factory again, and he'll do it too. We're just lucky that so far he doesn't seem to know how to find us. Miss Brennan sighed a sad sigh that came straight from her heart. Oh, Nellie, she said, I'm sorry to have to tell you this. Your uncle was here the other day, full of bluster and swagger he was, and ranting and raving and asking questions about you and your sisters. Nellie shivered. She looked at Miss Brennan wide-eyed. You can be sure that I gave him a piece of my mind and sent him on his way, said Miss Brennan stoutly. I didn't tell him anything about you and your sisters, of course. I wouldn't give a hooligan like that the time of day. Nellie tried to keep her hand steady, but her teacup rattled as she set it on the saucer. Thank you for trying to protect us, Miss Brennan, she said. But I'm pretty sure Uncle Mike will find us any day now. Nellie shook her head. "'I don't see how I can keep my promise to ma'am to care for Bridget and Jenny "'if I'm working in the factory and Uncle Mike is drinking up all the money I earned,' she said. "'That's what he did when we lived with him before, and then he abandoned us.'" After Nellie stopped talking, Miss Brennan was quiet and thoughtful. Then she said, "'Well, Nellie, you are a smart, brave girl.'" You've had to carry more than your share of burdens all by yourself. But now you live with good, kind people who love you. I think you should tell them what you have told me. Mrs. Edwards mentioned that Mr. Edwards is a lawyer, and he will know about laws that are intended to protect children like you and your sisters. Laws that send bad people like your Uncle Mike to jail for abandoning children or mistreating them. I am sure Mr. and Mrs. Edwards will try to help you. Nellie sighed. They'll try, she agreed. But if Uncle Mike comes back... Miss Brennan leaned forward and took both of Nellie's hands in hers. Nellie, no matter what happens, you'll have to make a decision, she said. If your uncle comes and takes you away, or if you stay with Samantha and her aunt and uncle, it will still be up to you to decide what you want your life to be like and who you want to be. You have to choose the future you want, and you have to find a path that will get you there. Nellie spoke solemnly. "'I think I've decided,' she said, nodding. "'I've decided right now. "'I want to be a teacher like you when I grow up.'" Miss Brennan gently squeezed Nellie's hands. "'That is the finest compliment I've ever had,' she said. She stood up, saying, "'But get away with you now "'before you turn my head with your compliments. "'Mrs. Edwards will be needing you to translate for her.'" Nellie handed Miss Brennan her teacup and saucer. Thank you for the tea, she said, and thank you even more for your help. Thank you for mending my clock, said Miss Brennan. Here's a payment for you. Miss Brennan handed Nellie a coin. It's an old Irish coin, she explained. Too old to use to buy anything, but maybe it'll remind you of your family's past while you're on your way to your future. Oh, Miss Brennan, said Nellie, I'll keep it with me always. Good, said Miss Brennan. She smiled. I'm proud of your decision, and I'm proud of you, Miss Nellie omalley O'Mended." mended <laughs> Nellie had made another decision, too, one that she had not told Miss Brennan about. That night, after everyone had gone to bed, Nellie slipped out from under the covers She tiptoed to the bathroom and shut the door and lit a candle. She took out a sheet of paper, pen, and ink, and an envelope from where she had hidden them in the linen closet. Nellie addressed the first envelope. She wrote, Clark School, Beacon Street, Boston, Massachusetts. Then she smoothed the sheet of paper flat and she began to write, Dear Sirs, I would like information about enrolling in your school. On a lovely spring night about a week later, Uncle Gard, Aunt Cornelia, and Nellie were in the parlor reading. Bridget and Jenny had gone upstairs a while ago, lured to bed by the promise of a story from Samantha. Aunt Cornelia looked at Uncle Gard. Darling, she said in a worried voice, you have such a long face. That letter you're reading is not from... Aunt Cornelia stopped mid-sentence and glanced at Nellie. No, no, Uncle Gard said. Well, then, asked Aunt Cornelia, is there bad news in the letter? Uncle Gard cleared his throat. Well, he said, his voice sounded odd. Well, this letter was addressed to the guardians of Miss Nellie O'Malley, so I opened it. It's from Clark School in Boston, and it says that Nellie is welcome to enroll there. What did you say? asked Aunt Cornelia. A school in Boston? Both Uncle Garden and Aunt Cornelia turned to Nellie. They looked hurt and confused. Oh, Nellie felt terrible. She had expected that the letter from Boston would be addressed to her so she would see it first. She had never meant to spring such a sad surprise on Uncle Gard and Aunt Cornelia. Aunt Cornelia asked gently, is that, is that what you want, Nellie, to go away to school in Boston? Aren't you happy here with us? Nellie did not know how to explain that leaving seemed like the only way to save her friendship with Samantha and that the school in Boston... She could learn to be a teacher so that she could protect her sisters and keep her promise to ma'am. She bent her head low. Just then she heard a sound at the doorway. It was Samantha. Nellie looked at Samantha from under her bangs. From the look on Samantha's white and frozen face, Nellie knew she had heard everything. Nellie spoke quietly but firmly, and she said, I I just think it would be best for everyone if I left.